Today on Talk About That, I get sick on the road and get TikTok famous anonymously. Meanwhile, John has a shiny head and stalks the Facebook profile of a negative commenter. Plus, a conversation on bias and reliability in the media. Today's episode is not sponsored by Acoustic Guitars. Ruining campfires since 1850. Let's get into it. It's the pin originate second, <laughs> the augural episode. If it's inaugural, wouldn't the second be the... The augural? I don't know. It's the video episode. Talk about that. I'm John. This is Johnny. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? We're here. Yeah, We're man. out here. Yeah. Got a new set this week. These cameras are closer to our faces. Yeah. Hey, here's looking at you, viewer. I'm uncomfortable. So, yeah. It, it, it's one of those, like, our flaws are getting... Yeah. More and more amplified. There was a story about that. I remember when HD became a thing mm. that like how many careers did it ruin? Because, I can only imagine. Because now you you could see all the yeah. cracks and nooks and crannies and crevices of people's faces. You couldn't like, just put like gobs of makeup on anymore yeah, to hide now it. Now it's obvious that there's tons of makeup. Yeah. It's so clear 4K or whatever. Oh my goodness. So Do you wear makeup on your TV? Uh, I did shoot. this, uh, the one that I did for Zanies for Circle Network, uh-huh. they put makeup on me. Oh, wow. The lady who did makeup is the sweetest lady, too. She um, she has been doing makeup for like 40 years. Huh. So she's one of those like, sweetie, get in here. Oh, and yeah. she's like amazing. And she starts to, and I asked her to tell me some stories because I knew that she had been doing makeup forever for all the Opry stars. Yeah. And she used to do makeup on Hee Haw. Wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. She spackled Roy Clark. Wow. You know, she made him look yeah not shiny yeah so yeah so she had all these stories and it's pretty cool and she's the sweetest lady and mm. uh then she'd come out and watch the show she was so funny like it's, i love that it's, it's so cool i love seeing people who do a job and then they like they keep their like i don't know i like seeing that yeah there's like a still a spirit there you know they're not just like all right it's a paycheck yeah, no, i'm here. not that i don't want to be that you're kind of why that. are you that I don't- that's what I want. this talk is about. why i've started a podcast is just to get to <laughs> episode 199 yeah I wanted to bring this up with you. Like an intervention kind of thing. Your attitude kind of sucks. So yeah. I like our set. We've got our nice lamp from uh So, yeah, this is my uh, Christmas present from Johnny. Or was it birthday? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's I don't the keep, same. I keep no record of rights. Um, it's the same. It was, uh, yeah, and I love it. Like, I turn it on every day in my office on the low setting because you can see the bulb really cool. It's the Edison bulb. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if Edison would agree it's a call bulbs. I wonder what name. Tesla would think because didn't Edison steal a ton of stuff from Tesla? Isn't that the whole Man. thing? Guys, you heard it here. No, uh, I'm serious. That's like a whole thing. Yeah, that's history. what they say, but I don't really that's know. That's what they say. <laughs> Who can know history? <laughs> you know me, I accept history just carte blanche as it is. Yeah. So, and this is my Tyler Trent bobblehead. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you haven't heard the Tyler Trent story, it's a great story. So, and John wrote the book. I did and got to work with him before. He passed as we were. You know, we'd finished our first draft. Yeah. Uh, but amazing guy, Purdue super fan, big ESPN, like viral yeah, yeah. videos about him, and millions of dollars of cancer research um, continues. And yeah, so, it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing cool. legacy. Yeah, check him out. If yeah. I, uh, I want to say, Gerard, uh, off the bat, that if I cough today, I apologize to the viewers, listeners. Yeah. I've been sick. This is the best you've sounded in like four or five days. Yeah. From when I've spoken with you. We almost didn't do this because I've been sick, but. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I got sick on the road. I was in uh, London, Kentucky, mm. scenic, exotic London, Kentucky. Yeah, did a show there, which was also a taping. And then when I came off stage, I just it kind of hits you. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting. I don't know how you feel when you start getting like a sinus infection or something. You're like, oh, this is 
Yeah. No, this I is feel five like, days. Uh, it's usually first thing in the morning. I wake up with like razor blades in my throat yeah. on one side or something. I'm right. like, okay. Well, yeah. that's what it was. I got off stage and I was like, and then I'm like, water. why did I swallow those razor blades last night? And then sometimes it's that. And You're then, like, I don't do that magic trick anymore. <laughs> Nobody's even watching. What is wrong with me? Yeah. There used to be a. You ever see the magician do that? Where he yeah, swallows yeah. and then he pulls them out. They're all on the dental floss oh. or whatever. They're connected. And you're like, what are you doing to yourself? What's that show out right now where it's like just dangerous things? Like it's some. I, what's it called? I don't know. I haven't watched. Just it. dangerous things sounds. Like- <laughs> I guess I just made my own show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing they used to tell us when we were kids: don't try this at home. And then they would do the craziest stuff. Yeah. Somebody blow themselves up, or Evil Knievel would jump eight yeah. buses or whatever. You're like, Not I'm eight. trying. Eight this. buses would be. Right. He jumped 80 buses. You're just jumping to jump. The thing about Evil Knievel that was fascinating to me is he failed most of the time. Yeah. He failed a lot. And we love it. And him. then he'd just be in a heap, just legs where legs that shouldn't be. And yeah. Behind him, he's a pretzel. And, it's and like, we celebrate they him. they pick him up and load him into an ambulance and be like, we'll see you next year on Evil Knievel <laughs> Jumps the Grand Canyon. It's like, no, we shouldn't be we, trying to. Why are we? Ce- yeah. Wow. I, I wonder if people will celebrate us if we fail that badly. I think that's what's happening. I think that's our listenership. <laughs> they just keep coming back like, wow, they keep doing this. Yeah. We keep jumping the Grand Canyon of comedy and ideology. Of falling, content. Burning miserably at the bottom of it. It's all about failing forward, John. Mm, guys, isn't it, though? What was the thing you said right before we started? Success comes incrementally and then all at once. And you don't know who said that? No. I just read it one day. And I can... It made me feel better because I think I've been building like – I'm somebody who gives myself a hard time about not creating enough content on social media because I'm yeah. older and I'm just like in that I'm in that in between where I'm like I enjoy social media yeah. just enough, but I don't enjoy like the idea of the pressure of it yeah. because I I spent the last 15 years getting good at stand up and now it's like yeah but do Would you, you do be this? Good at this too right yeah. and so I, I've kind of bugged out about that but now I'm just like well let's figure it out if this is what this costs to be able to reach a larger audience then I should get better at it but I give myself a hard time but anyway I read that the other day that like okay you build and build and build and it's slow and incremental and then all at once and I've seen that happen for other people as far as like what you would call fame or success like that they overnight like my buddy Marty uh, lived in Columbia South Carolina he went to college there and was a kicker for their football team but when Hootie and the Blowfish broke like he he told me, he goes, we used to go see them every night, mm-hmm. you know, at the bar, the corner bar for 10 years. Yeah. They were doing I Want to Hold Your Hand and Only Want to Be With You, all those songs. And then one day they were just the biggest band in the world. Yeah. So it's like – and then they got so big that people got tired of them and it became like uncool to like them. That's the other phase yeah. of fame which was like, you like Hootie? Get out of here. See, I don't get tired. I'm a loyalist. Yeah. I'm oh, a- I see your backwards hat. I know you're not tired of Hootie. Yeah, let me tell you <laughs> I haven't worn a hat, by the way. Me. It's been a long time. Yeah. I wore. I told my daughter this morning we had an early orthodontist appointment. I decided to wear a hat today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't worn a hat in like three years, four years since I, you know, took all my hair off. Because I actually like, you know, not having hair, believe it or not. Yeah. What's, what's better? And so, um, but I told her before that, I wore a hat from age 12 to age like 40. Yeah. <laughs> like, Think about all the youth pastor days. You never saw me. That's true. I didn't have a, a hat on except the Wednesday night or something, you know. But why was that? I could wear a hat on a Wednesday night. Youth pastors wear a lot of hats, John. Guys, don't We've they? been saying it. In my case, they were literal hats. Mm. Um, no, I think that the the and I like that incremental, and, and then all of a sudden there is a building of something. I think maybe that's why I call it platform, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? You build, you build, you build, then you stand on it, and, and you, you go, "Hey, everybody, look at me." Yeah, is that not? <laughs> 
<laughs> I still, I don't know, it's like a recurring theme on the podcast. I think it's a recurring theme for anybody in this world. In fact, you know, we're going to be um, um, interviewing. Oh, we can say this now. We can say it. Sure. Because it's happening. So next week, I'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> you still, you really want to, because what if it, what if we have problems? Oh, geez. It's not happened. Let's go ahead. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And if it doesn't happen, guys, it'll yeah. be the week or two after that. So, yeah. But, oh, boy. But we're interviewing Dave Barnes and John McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, they'll be our guests. Uh, From this very popular Dadville podcast. Yeah. And their own solo careers, music yep. careers. Amazing artists, writers. Um, we're going to talk about the creative process a lot with them. But I think that anybody, like, there's creative process now in almost everybody's life because of social media. People yeah. who don't even consider themselves creatives, like you said, there's a pressure to be involved, like be at the table, be yeah. in the game a little bit. Or even know? like if there's a popular trend happening, they want to get in on it. Like yeah. you see a lot of TikTok videos are like somebody lip syncing another popular video. Yep. Like I have a video that I did. Um, it wasn't even a video. I did a, my dry bar special. So my dry bar clips weren't coming out yet. And I was like, what's going on? And then somebody sent me a video of them lip syncing a bit from my uh, dry bar special and it was for the q-tip bit that i do uh-huh. about how you know i don't you know i use a q-tip i'd put it in my ear until i touch what i can only imagine is my brain i twist it till i go cross-eyed i pull it out and pray there's not blood that's how you use a q-tip wire grip right so there's somebody doing that they're mouthing it and it's getting all these views and they have this whatever and then i look on the channel and it's like down below it has the audio like uh-huh. a little record spinning uh, that shows you what the audio clip is, and it says some account called wishful sky or some you know at whatever it's his original audio, huge air quotes. And I'm like, okay, oh. well, that's weird. So I click on that audio. I go there, and there is like – at that point, there were like 400 videos using that ripped audio, which is my content. So like 400 people were lip-syncing my video using audio that – Okay, technic- It's weird because like it's not owned by me either because Drybar technically owns the audio. But you own the joke. I own the joke. So I wrote the joke – Drybar recorded the audio. This guy took the audio, put it on TikTok, and now other TikTokers are taking his audio and making their own TikToks. So it's like this weird, like thing of just it grows and grows and grows. And now I think there's over a thousand. I looked the other day, and there's over a thousand people that have made videos <laughs> with my Q-tip bit. And and again, nothing. And I've received nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not all about money. But well, if, no, I don't. I, if some people con- have given me credit, some people have. Re- I see in the comments sometimes they'll be like, "Who's the joke is this?" And somebody will be like, "It's Johnny W." Or but every now and again. You know, so but I mean, whatever. the deal is, and I feel so good when if, I see it. If, I'm the one who wrote that. If, no, I didn't. But that's the thing. If your if your content is circulating, that's the dream. Yeah. And the world is now, you know, supposedly tilted. Yeah. In the tech world, towards streaming royalties. Yeah. Like that's would think. that's why the little button is down there. Yeah, it should have said Drybar, right? At least. Yeah, I don't. And I mean, then, maybe Drybar's got to cease and desist out for that guy to. But stop at the same time, using that, your thing. content just went, and a thousand people want to copy it. That's true. So you hope they go search you. That's pretty cool too. And they come to the podcast. They become patrons. Right. They buy a few books. Maybe, maybe that's I what's mean, already just, happening. Maybe maybe that is why we're exploding over here. I oh, talk about that. I mean, we just went video. You think we just did that because we decided to? <laughs> You think we just spent a bunch of money and bought some cameras, even though there was no reason to? Except do you think we-, we should use makeup on this? Like, do you, you said makeup earlier, and it made me think. Like, do you think I need makeup now? Well, if, do you ever do you ever put on makeup for things? If it makes you feel weird, because you've had TV spots. Well, it, here's the thing: it when makes I wor- you feel strange as a guy when people start putting a bunch of makeup on. I, you. I did the t- the Nashville Today show several years ago for the endorsement book. Yeah, and 
I feel like those local shows, and I'm not, it was amazing. They were amazing. I can tell a difference, and this would be a question for Jeffrey. I can tell a difference between the camera quality mm-hmm. on those shows versus the national shows. It may be a lighting thing. Jeffrey, would you agree or disagree with that, with the thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, it seems like they're they're great, but there's a little difference for yeah. me. Um, it's not like our live stream on Sunday or something from yeah. the back of the sanctuary, you know, that's not that – we're not getting the greatest, you know, quality there until – because we're working on that, by the way. Oh. But, you know, some closer shots. But so – but regardless, with that camera on the National Day Show, my head – it shone like the top of the Chrysler yeah, building. It was. It was like the shino, the ballo shino yeah. from the Homer Simpson episode when he puts his head in the. And it was like the. Ball it shiner. was like the way the lighting worked. And my head is shiny, but I was like, uh-huh. wow. So they had said in the you know all the stuff you get from the people before you come, like, hey, if you want makeup, provide it yourself, kind of thing. And I'm like, well, oh, I'm not gonna put makeup on. Show you know? up with your own. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna do that. I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> so and then, my, but but when I went on Good yeah. Morning America. Same thing. They didn't do makeup there simply because of the pandemic. So they came in to take a test huh. in studio. Oh, they want an extra person in there, right? Breathing. So on they're you. Pre- now she came in. She's like normally, yeah. Like they had a, a, a costume and makeup. Probably two different people. The costume person came in just like with a limp brush, but everyone's wearing masks. You just got tested. They're like because of makeup, because of pandemic, we're not doing makeup right now for the guests. So they do them for the for the talent, not for the guests. So you look even worse. Everybody's bummed out. Right. The world is shut down. And guess what? No makeup for you. And I was on there with two very good-looking hosts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, wow, y'all are, like, thin and trim uh-huh. and athletic and, right. you know. And Reggie always – Reggie can pull off anything. I yeah. mean, Reggie does not look his age. No. You know? Um, he has expressions for that that I'm not comfortable with. You're not comfortable with saying. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if he was here right now, I know what he would say. He would say. I'm not going to say it. No. Yeah. And so – uh, but I yeah. am aging by the moment. You know what I'm saying? Minute. Now, with the backwards hat, I think I just took off five years. Uh, Two years. I think I, I just, told the person at the Opry uh, for the taping, just make me look uh, lifelike. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, it sounds like what that sounds like what you say to someone who is putting makeup on someone in a casket. Yeah, they look so so lifelike, so lifelike. Yeah. Well, it's like I want. I said I always look tired. You know, I've used bags in my eyes. I was just to make my make me look alive. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't move around a lot. I don't have a yeah. Just help me. I thought though the lighting in my my head wasn't shining that much. Okay. So something about their lighting hmm. was different, or their camera. Maybe I was sweating less. Who knows? Yeah. That's Did you doubtful. sweat during the thing? Uh, you know, that's what's crazy. I don't remember being nervous at all. Yeah. I think John, I'm, you're a confident guy. Well, I think it's just like so many reps You know now your lines, bro. Of talking. Well, that was part of the deal. And I'll say this for Zondervan. I'd never done this for a book. And because the yeah. book was about racism, it's full of landmines, you know. And we had trainings. Yeah. So, like, I had – I wrote the book. Then I wrote an abridged version of the book, like a 57-page single-space thing where I pulled quotes out for influencers so they wouldn't have to read the whole thing. I think it was 75 pages instead of 300 pages. But it was like, hey, here's a quote. Here's the main quotes from every chapter that would really – if you read this, you'd kind of get the gist of what we're saying. So if you want to endorse this or write something about it, you you feel like you're doing it. Because no one's going to go – no one's going to just write – like we've done other books with Reggie where – I know the influencer didn't read the book, but mm-hmm. they know Reggie. 
So their their endorsements like Reggie's the greatest of all time. It's like it's an endorsement of Reggie. Yeah. And this book is gonna be great because they're they're trusting. We're telling his story or whatever. No you one, need people like that for you. No one's gonna. No yeah, one's gonna just be yeah. like, look, well, I I vouch for John. Whatever he's created here. Well, I had that on. I'd be like, let me see it first. <laughs> let me. Can I just flip? Do you have something I can flip through? But on racism, like no one's going to do that. Yeah. Even if they know Reggie, like yeah. we're going to have to read this first, which I think is great. I'd rather than read the book. So I made that seventy-five page version, and then I had to make what I think the marketing director called it um, the sticking points or the sticky points. Okay. So I made like another shorter page that I keep with me for interviews. And it's like, like now, a punch list three of- or four paragraphs of like from the, my favorite things of the book, which I think came from you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't credit you because it's an African proverb, but it's, <sighs> it's look not where you fell. Sorry. Look not where you. Yeah. Look not where you. I don't remember look not where you fell. Look where you slipped. Thank you. And I don't remember that's but that's why I keep a cheat sheet to make sure I do it. That's right. That's my wishful sky. That's my dry yeah. bar. Cliff. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I, just, I took it. Then you're now using it. Now everyone else is going to use I it. I published it. And then I've gone on television and used it and yeah. said nothing about you. Yeah. I credited the guy who wrote it in Africa, and I'm yeah. sorry that offends you. An anonymous, we don't even know we who that person was. Is. Yeah. What if you made it up and you just thought it was Wouldn't an that African be great? I'd be like, I think it was. <laughs> it does give you more clout when you'd be like, I think a wise old Tibetan monk once said. Yes, yes. I met like, with Everybody him. leans in like, oh, this oh, is going to oh, be good. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, he who smelt it, dealt it. And like, that's, not, that's not wise. Well... It does. It, it, it's amazing how often people try to throw you off the scent, if you know what I mean. These I monks. Right? I mean, these monks, come on, closed up in those. Come on, bro. Vow of silence, my tail. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not going any further with okay, this. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's like this cascade down to smaller and smaller bits. So by the time we got to the interview, yeah. and we did a bunch of podcasts before that, uh-huh. like it really was, I was comfortable saying new things even. See, that's what's funny thing about Reggie and about me. And the difference between a pastor and an evangelist, like, so, I mean, we don't call Reggie an evangelist, but he is, but he's a public school speaker. So Reggie has, and as his writer, I know this, like, the dude will come up with the best thing you've ever heard, but he has to deliver it sometimes 10 times a day. Yeah. Like, he called me, the, he sent me a picture yesterday. He was sitting in a cafeteria and these kids were still distanced. It was like middle schoolers sitting, just a few of them across, I mean, at a lunch table and he goes, yep, I'm up next for them. And I was uh, like, it's going to be the best day of the year for them. Like, they're sitting distance in a cafeteria, and they don't know what's about to hit them. Right, like, right. Reggie is the best thing. That, yeah. You know, they just love it. But whatever he said there, he has to get into a car and be whisked off to the other middle school down the street because it's usually a tour through the county. And he's going to go say the same thing because he knows it works, and he's always writing new stuff. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Like a pastor – this, so he has he's saying the same thing to different people all the time, and I think somebody one of my uh, a guy who mentors me kind of asked me that one day. He was like, "Look, here's the question: Do you want to be the guy that says the same thing?" Because I was looking at some speakers bureaus and things like that. Do you want to be the guy that says the same thing all the time to different groups of people, or do you want to be the guy that says different things all the time to the same group of people? Mm-hmm. And that's really the difference. So, like, we'll go on these interviews, and I, I kind of know where Reggie usually is going to go. You know, uh, he has, you know, some great points. One of them he dropped I'd never heard before on Good Morning America. So that was a new thing because he yeah. talked about, like, there's a reason. That's a risk. I was like, whoo, you know. But I'm more comfortable, like, once I know my – I know I'm going to hit this, this, and this. And yeah. then if they keep asking or going different, you know, I'm a little more extemporaneous 
like comfortable with that because I do it every week. So we both are doing what we do every week, and Johnny, it works together. It's a beautiful cohesion. It is. Um, it's like a quilt, a tapestry mm. of what have you. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that is risk, though, yeah. But you're right, and I think that happens with, with what I do, too, where I'm I'm honing an act, but I have like my go-to things that I have jokes I've been doing for years, and so if I'm in front of a new crowd, I'm – I want, what I want to make sure is that I'm giving it the same energy as the first time I told it. Yeah. Cause like audiences know that you have a prepared act, but in the back of their mind, when you really get going, I've had people even say to me, it felt like you were just coming up, up with this stuff off the top of your head. You're like, mm-hmm. that's what it should feel like. Right. You know, that's what you want. You want it to feel alive. Tim was really good at that because he would, I don't know if he was acting or not. Cause you know, he did it a thousand times, but yeah. there were certain things that in the middle of the joke, he'd stop right. and act like he was cracked up about or it. Or he'd fumble his words, yeah. Yeah. you know. Sometimes it happens with him, and I've had that happen to me too, where I'll um, I'll fumble on purpose because it happened for real one time, and it worked. Wow. You know, you mix up your word. I think one time he said, uh, um, love the sin, hate the sinner. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the first time he said it, and he goes, that's not right. <laughs> But the first time he did it, I think he really did fumble it. Yeah. And then he was like, that's, it was funny to him. So I think he started doing it every night. And then it would just get a laugh, you know, the, the idea of love the sin, hate the sin. Yeah, last night I was playing cards with kids, and it gets kind of, uh, we play what we call Egyptian rat slap. <laughs> um, okay. And it's, you remember this game, right? No. So you all have cards, they're face down, you kind of throw one, and it's, when a double comes up, you smack it. Whoever smacks it first. Like two cards of the same. Right. Okay. So two tens go, two jacks, whatever. And so you get a circle. And the thing is, you're never out until it's over. Like, yeah. even if you have no cards, first person to get all the cards wins. Even if yeah. you have no cards, you can always slap back in. So there's a big pile, and everyone's, like, gathering around. They all look cheat. Like, they get close, put their hand right next to it. And then yeah. when you slap, it hurts. Like, I had a fingernail go into my hand a few times last night from oh. the girl across the table. Like, in the old days, I've seen... Bloody knuckles and stuff. I mean, like, cause we're, I mean, you go after it. It's a fast hazing game. youth group ritual. Youth, youth are you ministry, doing guys? And so I said, the Christian, you know, was, was doing it with us and he was just killing us all. Like he was, he was just dialed in, you know? And one point I made a call. So two hands went, it was his sister. Two hands went and I made a call. I said, well, she has three fingers on the card in question. Yeah. And you have a full hand on the other cards that was not the double. I'm going to have to – like, I don't make up the rules here, which I do. I make up all the rules. Right. But we're gonna ha- I'm going to have to be fair. Egyptian rat slap is your game. Right. I'm going to have to co- – it had another name. that This is my adjusted ministry name. That's, I, the, that's the calmed down that's name? That's the better version than the way I learned grief. it. And I, anyway, the whole point is to reverse it. I go, hey, bro, listen, man. Uh, uh, I said, hate the, hate the player, not the game. Oh. And he goes, and I knew I'd said it backwards on purpose. Yeah. And he actually caught it. He goes, I, I don't think that's right. I was like, dude, that's really good. A 16-year-old. He knew. In an older expression, you know. You're not supposed to. Right. You're supposed to hate the game, not the player. So. Yeah. Wait. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Don't hate the Don't hate the rat. Hate the Egyptian. Hate the sinner. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize to our Egyptian yes, sorry. listeners. Um, so speaking of this whole platform thing. Uh, you know, I've been putting out more reels. Yeah. Um, you're getting real. I'm getting real out there. I don't know. I don't know the difference between all this stuff. Like there's reels and there's, uh, what's the other thing? Well, there is there's a, post, a post story, story. a reel. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I had like a true, 
I got it was it was from the digit the gen- and then just a movie. It's just a full length. I just put film. out I put out a full movie. Yeah, uh, there is a from our Jen Hatmaker interview. We put out quite a bit from there. That's a huge podcast, and we've had a lot of, yeah. of people be exposed to the book through that and through the stuff we're talking about. And uh, I mean, she was a, a pro, I mean, yeah, like yeah, a great interviewer, a really great interviewer. And um, somebody came across, you know, and I was it was my talk about humility and empathy and other things. That's our other sister podcast. Talk about humility. Talk about humility. Join us and next week. We don't use cameras on that one. It would be too no. and no makeup. Too much. Yeah. Um, and she just put OMG. This is in the thread. OMG. What sort of foolishness have I stumbled upon? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and you saw it too. Yeah, yeah. So I had. It, it, I don't like seeing. I don't mind it. I don't like that. I'm going to go search it out now. Well, yeah, because you immediately you got to click on that person's profile right. and see like, it's like oh, if well, this is criticism. Let's see what kind of person this is. Right. If this is criticism, it can't be right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what's wrong with this person. Right. Let me see. And like it was, if they it, don't like me. Something's broken about them. <laughs> is that what you're? <laughs> well, here's what I know. Like, if you just come at me, mm-hmm. it'd be one thing to um, respectfully disagree with a point. Well, how do you know they meant your foolishness? It could have been. It was an interview, so it could have been. Well, I was the main part. The the yeah. the reel that was made. No, I think it was you too. I was. I yeah, it was, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to give you a little bit of an out. But it was it was like a gospel message. Yeah. Like I was saying, look, the gospel. Since I no longer stand on any leg of righteousness, and I knew that theologically, but not till recovery and brokenness that I really did that become like a revelation. Like, okay, wow, yeah. Like yesterday, I told Laura, you know, there was somebody I knew who was struggling in a situation in their life as a dad, and there was a time in my life that my instinctive reaction—I would have helped them either way if they needed help as a pastor—but my instinctive reaction would have been, dude, get it together. Like, mm-hmm. show up, be present. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, it, not that it, this is not that hard, but and my instinctive reaction now really was, and I actually thanked God for this. Like, I could see, I, I can see him continuing to change me. It was, man, how rough it must be to feel like you can't. You know, what what sort of weakness and brokenness, because I know that feeling mm-hmm. in, in many areas, and it just doesn't matter what area it is, I can apply. So, there's a sense of like and we use words like brokenness and it really makes Christians uncomfortable because they're like, well, I thought Jesus was you know healing us and we're victor- victorious in Christ. And it's like we are. You have to get away from extremism and go into the nuance of, of what we're really talking about. You got to actually go deep. Like I'm not talking about a brokenness that I glorify. I'm not talking about a brokenness that I don't deal with. I'm not talking about a brokenness that stays the same. I'm talking about like a an actual um, – Boasting in weakness is what Paul said. Paul boasted in brokenness. This is another word for it. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will gladly boast in my brokenness so that the strength of Jesus will be made known. It'll be evident. I'm actually stronger when I'm in touch with my weakness. Um, but that's like we take that and I don't know what we do with that, but it gets it gets turned into such a rhetorical sort of meme. Christianity even becomes like a, a flag-carrying sort of anthem, I think, for a lot of the strong, charismatic, evangelical. Yeah. Like, we throw weakness out there, but no one actually expects you to have it. 
It's just a good talking point for when you make a mistake or something. Not, oh, I am a mistake, like in terms of the way I see the world. Like I am a moral failure. I don't have moral failures. <laughs> I am a moral failure yeah. who's now been made redeemed in Christ. And so I'm no longer a moral failure in my heart, but I exist in a moral failed world in a broken state, and I'm constantly now overcoming those old patterns with new. So that's kind of the gist. I mean, I'm going deeper here than I did, but that was like in that real, a little bit of that. And so when you come at me with this, what sort of foolishness is this with no like uh, acknowledgement of the gospel yeah. theme? And this was a believer. And so when I went, the first thing I saw <laughs> when I went and you went was, and that just is, this is a fascinating topic. And I'm not trying to get political I just find this very fascinating. Here we go. Here we go. I think this is I think it's worth the conversation in the modern age. It was a picture of a rhino with a slash through it. Yeah. This lady hates rhinos. She hates them for what they did to her father. <laughs> um the rhino means Republican in name only. Yeah. Right? So you they're taking the elephant and you know you, so and it had a slash through it and it said no more what was it? No more rhinos take back the Republican party. Something yeah. like that. And I thought like this, the and I've heard this from political, like conservative political pundits have said this. Like it seems that possibly in some ways both parties, but coming from a traditionally more conservative place, like it's like the Republican Party doesn't want me anymore. <laughs> it's not yeah. it doesn't matter what I want. Like hey, if you have any sort of moderate thought. And when they say rhino, they're speaking of like the yeah, George W. Bushes of the world. Like right. we're talking about. Yeah, no, they're, it's yeah. like this ever, ever purified. It's like an ever, you know, it keeps moving. It's like narrowing and narrowing and narrowing and narrowing. And you're not one of us. You're not one of us unless you believe this. And it keeps going further and further to the yeah. extreme on both sides. And so you're, eventually you're like, uh, you're, you've lost me. Yeah. yeah. If this is what it costs to yeah. be this, like, the, I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, the, the the and then of course her picture, right? You were going to talk about her picture. Well, right? and her picture was her. And again, I'm not disparaging anyone. I actually sleep with a my pillow <laughs> because I, I'll cough all night if I can't prop my head up. So trust me, there's a lot in my home. Yeah, there's a lot of tension here. Yeah, uh, because did you use the coupon? I don't Hashtag remember. Trump won to get your no. discount on your my pillow. Okay. Oh no, I haven't seen that. No, I don't know. I think that that's one of the. Oh. There's a coupon code that he always gives to. I was using my pillows before the election, everybody, um, and so I just you know again. I also, I watch. I go to Disney World. I don't agree with everything necessarily Disney does, Johnny. I eat. I drink coffee from Starbucks. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I sleep on it with a my pillow. But he she was she was wishy washy son of a gun. She was at and we could bring this whole thing down if we just stopped buying my pillows. She was <laughs> posing with Lindell. Yeah. Was that his name? Lindell. Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell. The the founder of My Pillow, who I think which is interesting. This whole conversation about what is what is like actually factual, what is true and I'm going to give our listeners this. I've talked about it before, but I want you to actually go see this because it is a fascinating resource, a fascinating resource. And I've had some conversations this week because I'm not getting political. I'm telling you guys that politics has come through the door of the church. And I don't mean like the church on a Sunday morning. I mean like this is in the Christian consciousness now yeah. in a way that we need to be willing to let the light of the gospel shine on all of our things, both political, the way we see the world, the way that we treat one another, the way that we speak. Like if we can't let the gospel inform those things, then we have siloed out 
our faith away from our quote unquote real right. life. Compartmentalize it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I have a real life and I want Jesus in all the parts of it. And that's great. So, so that means you may say things and we do, we don't agree on everything, you know, no. like I know it's hard to that cause we're really close friends and we do see the world very similarly, but similarly, Ooh, similarly, I got it guys. All right. Don't worry. That was not even close. That was like the time at that interview. I tried to say colloquialism, colloquialism. and I could not get it out. Yeah. And I did not get that book. Um, but this this is called the Ad Fontes Interactive Media Bias Chart. Uh-huh. Ad Fontes, okay, A D F O N two words, F O N T E S. Okay, just just Google it. Google it. Okay, yeah, you sent it to me. It's interesting. It's fascinating because it has. You'll see like these these pictures of every media outlet, and you can actually upgrade and have you could go as deep as you want to go, but there's a free version, and. Basically, they have experts from right, left, and center uh-huh. who are evaluating every single piece of media going out every given moment. Right. And it gets plotted on an XY axis graph. On the Y axis going up and down, you can see as it goes higher, it gets more reliable, yeah. factual, or what we used to Let's call. Talk about that is up there. Right, right. We used to call that journalism yeah. or news. Like the lines between opinion pieces, right. which are a part of now journalism, and actual news that's are That's what so our parents blurred. used to tell us. They would say, Walter Cronkite, when he said, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way I see it, or that's the news. You were yeah. like, that's the news. Yeah. And like, that, we haven't really had anybody like that since because everybody's kind of editorializing now. Or you remember the day that Dan Rather, who had put out a horrible piece on, was it on Bush, I think? Maybe. When he discovered that he was wrong, yeah. he resigned yeah. Yeah. on his of his own accord. He was like, I have violated my journalistic integrity. Right. That was a thing. And that wasn't that long ago. Right. And so he's, we, old, he's old school. Yeah. We don't have that sort of – there's not that standard, I think, in the same way. And so some organizations are trying to bring some level of, I guess, awareness yeah. to what this is. Because I'm not sure even people would care. Like some people are really super proud to be, I'm on the far left. I don't care. I'm on the far right. I want to be. And it's like, okay, just happens to be on this chart. There's a center and there's a a right and a left. And it is fascinating to see like how far down the reliability. And it it even has like other lines. Like it gets into, okay, this is now going to be opinion. And this may now even be extremist viewpoints. Left and right. And then proven lies. Yeah, like, like provable falsehoods. Yes, these are not that are true. on your newscast. Yeah, not true. Yeah, and it's not just a network either. Right, like there individual is, shows. Because a lot of our listeners, this might be helpful. Like Fox Business is actually way higher on the reliability mm-hmm. than Hannity. Uh, than Hannity. Just since you brought it up, Hannity is one of the lowest to the far right that there is yeah. on there. Like it goes below, like a lot of others. But it means for that given day. Yeah. Because you'll go and you see these little dots you can hover over. Hannity had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> well, every day I've checked it's been that. But so it's it's a – yeah, just for what it's worth. And and Don Lemon, by the way, is way down on the left. Yeah. So I'm not picking on Hannity. Like Don Lemon's not as far down on the reliability chart but pretty far down like that you're not getting news. You're getting opinion. I feel like then you're going to get people being like, who's making this chart? Right. Well, that's, that's what p- happened with Snopes. Everybody's like, Snopes is a left wing yeah. funded thing. So you're telling me this is a myth. But if it was a liberal yeah. conspiracy, would they also say that Don Lemon's right. stuff wasn't as reliable? Like the key to why do you hate Don Lemon? The key to reliability is whether or not you guys. I want to make a profound statement here. I think. Oh man. The key to We're reliability. Dead. Yeah. Is whether or not 
you hold yourself to your own stated ideals. Okay. If it's true for other people, then it becomes true for you more so. Yeah. Scripture says it like this. The hardworking farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. And when you and I were on the mission field, if we ever ate in a restaurant where the missionary and the pastor who lives there didn't eat the food, yeah, that was a problem. Right. So if you have somebody that... If you remember that, we went on, we went to Panama yep. and we stopped for our first like real meal off the mountain. We had been building this school on a mountain. And then we go down to like Panama City proper mm. and it's like... It was like a truck stop city. buffet or something. Yeah, and it was Chinese food, mm. as it were. Mm. So we're going, I'm chowing down. And then I noticed one of our team members, uh, who I think had a Panamanian first wife, he said. And he goes, I'm good. I was like, you're not going to eat? You're not starving like the rest of us? And he goes... None of the bus drivers got off and came in here. Like mm-hmm. we we offered them food, we offered them to cover their check too, and none of them came in. He goes, "I'm all set." <laughs> <laughs> it was like interesting. I mean, and I think that if if you're so for me, I can speak as for me. Like the gospel of Jesus Christ is based upon humility. It begins and ends with humility. Somebody said the three most important parts of being a Christian are humility, humility, humility. I mean, like it's a constant. I need Jesus. He is my completion. I need the ways of God. I don't redefine right and wrong and good and evil in my own sight. I need to constantly be leaning into how does he see this because he is the trustworthy way. Yeah. So if I now have silos or like you said, compartments of life where that doesn't apply, mm-hmm. then I'm. Yeah, because I can't let it apply because it'll mean points for the other team. Right. I have if to I show myself. mercy, if I show mercy here to this person who's poor, they might not pull themselves up by their bootstraps. And then I've <laughs> then I've right. helped. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're not letting it. You're not letting it in for real. And it never gets in once and for all. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's a daily choice. I mean, I was in a heated conversation with someone I really love and care about on some of these things, and they said to me, and this is so interesting. They said, yeah, I think you're kind of prideful sometimes. And at first I started like this defense, like, well, I wrote a whole book about my humble journey. Yeah. And then I said, well, no, you're right. That's actually why I'm even studying these things. I know I have a pride problem. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's. I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah. Well, again, episode 199. We don't have enough time left in today's show. No. We did need to get to our viewer uh, submitted cartoon. Yes. Ad Fontes Media, by the way. Interactive Media by Find Bias that chart. chart. We'll, Go check we'll, it out. We'll link to right it or left or center. Something. And every given day it's moving, and you to ask who's making it, experts from right, left, and center. Right, left, and center. So it's good. It's, it's, it should so be it's pretty balanced. It's a bipartisan balanced. chart. Yeah. And there's another thing called all It's by chartisan. By chartisan. <laughs> I love it. Check it out. Uh, so we have a, a beloved listener. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple episodes ago where we somehow went on a rant about a horse and a corset. And a corset. Which Jeffrey and Allie were talking to me like, you haven't seen Hamilton, so – I told yeah. you there's a line there that I couldn't quote all the way. Uh, About a horse and a corset? Yeah, it gets Okay. Yeah. I don't it's not specifically a horse, I think, but it's it like uh, somebody's just trying to rhyme horse with corset. Well, there's other words that rhyme with corset. Yeah. Uh four sets horse. of corsets. That's the the line and there's another this anyway. Is... So, um but it's not yeah, I don't I'm not I'm neither endorsing. I just I love Hamilton. I love I love the music. So, you need to watch it. Or yeah. you need to listen to the music first. There was a clip of Eminem that I saw today, and somebody was interviewing him about – it was like a really like 60 minutes type interview where they're talking about like you rhyme so fast. You know, the one word people say you can't rhyme with is orange. 
And he's like, that's dumb. You can rhyme orange all day. You just not, you're not saying it right. And he starts, I can't, this is an old clip, but he starts talking about like, you could be like, I got an orange four inch door hinge in storage. And I was like, it really does sound it like works. an Eminem song. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know why you'd put an orange four inch door hinge in storage. <laughs> you have to figure out the context of why that now makes sense. But anyway, you we need have some sort of street application. We have a horse and a corset in a car. How did he get in the car? I said Corvair, I think. Horse oh, okay. Horse. I can't remember, but it was like, I can't remember why the context. You have to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. But anyway, we said, hey, Aaron, our friend Aaron, who's cartoonist, should draw this because he's done some drawings for us before. And, and he did draw within it. A f- within like two days of the release. He was listening to the episode and he was just happened to be sketching. And so he sketched it. And I think and, we have it. Hang on, right on, on Let's see if I can figure this out. So all of you who are listening, just audio, this is why you need to Hang go to on. YouTube. Hold on. I'm doing it wrong. And you need to subscribe. There it is. Wow. That's Boom. hilarious. Well it's done. So well drawn. The wind is in his mane. Oh, my goodness. He's wearing goggles. Well, yeah. You don't want to get oh my something good fly Well, his head's so high, it goes above the windshield. Uh-huh. See, that's... Is there something on the windshield? I think there's like a bug or a bird. Maybe it's a crack in the windshield. Listeners, you got to go to YouTube right now and uh, subscribe. If you want to uh, see the... If you want to see this. And uh, it was around minute 40. If and he is wearing the crease cinched up. Yeah. Or she. I don't want to... Right, who knows? I don't want to assume the horse's gender. I can't tell, yeah. But, but yes, anyway, the corset so fits very well. It's beautiful, and thank you. Uh, Aaron, thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Aaron, our friend yeah, Aaron. You're the best, man. Wonderful. You're the best. So. That's great. I wish you were more like we're, Aaron. We're, we're doing uh, visual aids now on the show. We, this, this is, is unbelievable. A, it's an exciting new era. Guys, we are going to see dozens upon dozens uh, of new downloads, I'd say. Where can they go to listen to the show, John, um, and see the show? They can go. I don't go, know now. <laughs> We've changed all of our formats. <laughs> you can go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Now, I will say this. If you're looking for the video, yeah, it's one of those small icons at the top for YouTube. So it's okay. not like a huge thing. If only I knew the guy who did the website. There may be a way we could, could emphasize it a little more, but I don't know. It, it, it's up there. Yeah. So you can go or you can. Please go to the new YouTube page, though, and subscribe because we're trying yeah. to build subscribership. You can also go to. Uh, either one of our Instagrams, yeah. Like my Instagram, if you go to my bio, it's my link tree, and so in my link tree, there's a link to the podcast video as well, there and and the audio. So, do you have a link tree? Oh wow, I do have a link tree. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, is it your? But I'm just trying to think if they are watching this now for us to talk about how you could watch it is a little bit weird. It's like it's a it's like the MC Escher hand drawing the other hand. Oh wow. But see, yeah. I'm really speaking to the audio listeners when I said that. So. If you're listening to this on audio, yeah, you want to see our faces. You want to see how it goes down. You want to see the backwards hat that I haven't worn a hat in a long time. You want to? There needs to be like a counter of how many times John rolls his eyes at me and how many times I roll my eyes at John. We need an eye roll counter. I wonder if we could get Jeffrey to do that. It's like a drinking game. So he doesn't. Five minutes like a, in, everybody's like a, wasted. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been fun, though. You should follow Johnny on Instagram. You should check out all of his comedy specials. I've got shows uh, this weekend coming up, but they're going to miss him. But I just got added to them, and I'm trying to, like, cough out all the mm-hmm. bad things so that I can say funny things on stage. I'm working with a comedian out of India this weekend named Veer Das. Nice. And I was like, oh, who's Veer Das? I'll go and look him up. Eight million followers. Wow. He's the number one comedian in India. Unbelievable. And he's doing Zanies. And he's doing Huntsville tonight. I'm going to Huntsville with him. That'd be great. So, yeah. So I'm going to go work with an Indian comedian. And uh, I'm very excited because uh, he's he's way more famous than, not only more famous than I am, he's more famous than I'll ever be. Mm. Hey, maybe not. Maybe he brings you to India. I wonder if your jokes would 
culturally Well, we're going to find travel. out tonight. I have a feeling we're going to find out because he's got a huge Indian following. So I think it's going to be a lot of Indian people in the audience. Make the, de- at make me, the connection, Looking bro. at me puzzled. I yeah. hope not, but we'll see. I'm That's excited. Yeah, this yeah. is what it is, man. You just It's a tightrope. Yeah, awesome. Excited. Uh, also, hey, go over and check out uh, on my website. Go to uh, – you can go Amazon right now. Actually, the book has been available this week for five dollars and 71 cents so man, that's a five thousand dollar value yeah go yeah i couldn't believe it yeah so i mean can you really put a price on such intellectual i think they have they did it was 1899 yeah so from 1899 now, to 571 so go check it out uh and leave I mean, i'm asking listeners if you guys can help and viewers uh go leave us a rating or review on amazon and if you paid 1899 for the book go leave an angry review yeah yeah you're like why you did now, i do that why didn't so, i wait one week yeah Guys, it means a lot that you join us every week, especially to our patrons. Thank you so much. And if you want to help the podcast, you can also check out our Patreon page also at TalkAboutThatPodcast.com. Otherwise, uh, man, we're just look excited to continue the journey. Don't forget about our exciting interview with Dave Barnes and Don McLaughlin. It should be coming out next week. It'll be an interesting little format, but I think you guys are going to enjoy those guys. And we will enjoy doing this for you again next week on Talk About That. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.